Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen, Money Matters. A dream is just a suggestion to start something out. Instead, do something. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm excellent, and in uh, no small part because I have a rogue dead guy here. Um, oh, man. The beer. Old school. I, I love, I just kind of love the beer. I, I feel like I grew up on it. It has like some nostalgia. Yeah. And I'm drinking the uh, Dead and Dead. It's a Dead Guy Ale aged in Dead Guy whiskey barrels. Damn. Oh, so they must make their own whiskey. Wh- which I actually kind of, I feel like I realized that, yeah, I, I have to get it and try it. I mean, Dogfish Head makes their own spirits now. Oh, shit. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. You got the license, yeah. you have the gear. A lot of right. it probably carries over. Yep. Yep. So what uh, are you drinking? <clears throat> I'm drinking um, Bootstrap Brewing here in Colorado. Wait, where are they at? Oh, Niwot, which is like the next town mm. over from me. It's called Styx. I've, I've showed this to you before. It's a sessionable pale ale. So is that the same one or a different like uh, beer? It's under- the Beavers. Well, because the, the can looks different, but the... Like the color of the can, yeah. But like the actual like design looks the same. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same one I was drinking before. Oh, okay. They just have different uh, color cans drink- for the same beer. No, no, no. It's all the same. Oh, I just maybe maybe Skype's uh, doing some color stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's I'm I'm not colorblind. It's fine. No, uh, yeah, it's just a really good pale ale. Mm. It's one of my favorites right now. I like pale That's ales. It. They're good. Five point five percent alcohol. This one might. Be. I don't think it's nationally distributed, but it's pretty good. Eight point yeah. two. Ha- Let's see how far I go. <laughs> Is that a, you have a bomber? Yeah. So Is that a bomber. That I think you guys get a lot of really great choices there. Like there's like a really good brewing scene here. Yes, there there are there is some. It's mostly it's, dominated dude. by a few large ones, and so if for right. me to get like an interesting beer. It, they're almost all in bombers. Yeah. Like maybe it doesn't make sense to bring it here if it's, you know, just six packs because I mean, no one will commit. I don't know. Yeah, but we have the same thing, though, for the most part. Mm. Uh, if you want, like, now the trend with beer is kind of going towards the 16-ounce cans, the tall boys. Ah, right. And you kind of have to go to the breweries to get those because there's, you know, there's 6,000 craft breweries in the United States right now. Mm. There's, I think I read something that one opens up every... 45 minutes so a, a new one no 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 hold on I can't be right I think one new brewery opens up every 48 hours or, or every 24 hours something like that I read something that, somewhere that's, we're like literally so in the golden age of beer <laughs> oh we definitely are and and was that a pun intended uh, golden I don't know it felt, <laughs> it, felt, it, felt, it felt like it, it worked uh, okay so what happens now oh yeah uh, today's catchphrase is from uh, Marlena Tucker via email and if you want to send in your own catchphrases, you can just tweet them to at Money Matters Man. Or you can join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook by visiting listenmoneymatters.com slash community to send in the catchphrases there as well. We need some catchphrases, people. Mm. Right? Yeah. Anything. Anything. I'll say anything. <laughs> no shame. No shame. All right. Today, this is something kind of near and dear to my heart, at least in the current event of things. Uh, I want to talk about buying a house, specifically saving for a house. And I wrote this down, which is, 
is a 20% down payment on a house really necessary to buy one? And is there ever a quote unquote right time to buy a house? Now, I say that because currently, I mean, in the last like two or three years since moving from Jersey to uh, Philadelphia, or <laughs> Jersey to Colorado, <laughs> I have seen an increase in what houses cost. Now, specifically, not that houses in Colorado are more expensive, but houses in Boulder are more expensive than houses in South Jersey. So I was comparing Hoboken and Boulder, and I was like doing some research before uh, before we came on. And yeah. uh, houses in Boulder are actually like only a hair's breadth below Hoboken. However, okay, Boulder is trending up to like such an extreme degree, and Hoboken is yeah. is pretty much leveling. So like I feel like. Yeah. If we were to have this conversation in like two to three months, Boulder would be more expensive, like on average. Interesting. So when I first moved here and I talked to two real estate agents, they both told me that, uh, and not that I want to go into you know, the real estate market or anything, but they both told me that in 2008 when the market crashed uh, and you know, homes, home prices kind of plummeted around the world or around the country. It didn't really in Boulder. It did in Boulder. It plateaued. Mm. I, I like, saw that. Oh, I thought man. that was really interesting when I was looking. You saw that? Yeah. I'm gonna have a link so, to the show notes to these like graphs and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Hoboken was uh, trending down through like 20 uh, to 20, 2009, 2009, whatever. Like right. You know, Boulder was flat. Can you? How quick can you look up prices in Arlington? Uh, is that Pennsylvania? Uh, Virginia. Um, so like closer to DC because uh, I have a friend who was looking for houses in DC and we both had the exact same, uh, thought process. So, um, we drive around here, right. In Boulder, in DC, in probably in Hoboken, you probably in New York, Hamptons, wherever, you know, these expensive places. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and you see a house and those houses, like, all right, I'll give you an example. My friends used to were house sitting for a year here in Boulder, uh, up in the mountains, kind of across the street from Elon Musk's brother's house. So ridiculously, yeah. yeah. The whole area you drive through the area, you're like, oh my god! Now the house that they were house sitting was not an oh my god awesome house. Mm -hmm. It was kind of it was like a rancher. There's no basement. There was no upstairs. It was pretty. I mean, square footage wise, maybe and this is across maybe, the street from Elon Musk. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so Kimball is his name and he owns, uh, this, this restaurant called the kitchen and it started here in Boulder, I believe, which is why he lives here. Uh, you could definitely tell it's his house cause he has all Tesla's in his clear garage. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, so their house is not the house that they were house sitting again, not impressive by any means date it. Mm. Right. But it's in a good location. $1.5 million. If you saw this house as you were driving by it, you'd be, and then someone told, and they like, you know, it had a little button on the top that said, this house is worth 1.5 mm -hmm. million. I, you would, your jaw would drop. You're like, how, how is that possible? You know, and I had a friend, well, hold on. I have a friend who would drive through Arlington with the same thing. Like that house is a million dollars. It looks like my parents' house in South Jersey. Who one, why two, how, right, <laughs> like, right. Who are these people that can afford $2 million homes? So, who are they? So I think a lot of them 
Uh, well, okay, so so there's maybe like two types, or at least like around here in Hoboken, there's like two types. Yeah. There's the brownstone, uh, and they're all like made like pre-war, like literally like 1901. So super. super. These are like row homes, right? yeah, that, like row homes. Is? Okay, yeah. um, like if you were to see, I don't know, some some New York movie in a nice neighborhood, you would yeah. that, those would be like insane prices. That's like Hoboken's right. same style buildings. So there's uh, the shitholes that literally have mm-hmm. not had any love for perhaps maybe even since 1901 and you can get that building for 1.5 million and i mean like be- because the thing is i i don't know maybe maybe you can get it for like 800 if it's like whatever the, the yeah. owner's in a bad spot because the land itself and what you could do with it after the fact and so like there's those and then the developers buy them and they yep. either make multiple units or one huge of course. thing and then it's like two five and up and some have like private elevators in them and stuff and it's just yeah, like yeah. the most outrageous ridiculous I'm sure it's the same you know in Boulder or, or even Arlington where it's like the house is kind of irrelevant right so I've noticed some so one thing that I've noticed from the the move I go home and, and I went home to visit my parents and I went to my friend's brother's house, huge house, six bedrooms, finished basement, in-ground pool, two air conditioners on the house. It's so big. Mm. $300,000, $350,000, right? Brand new. Come out here, rancher, 1,200 square foot, kind of in a, in a decent area, $1.5 million. Yeah. It turns out what you're paying for in, in South Jersey is the home itself. And what you're paying for out here is the land. The location, the spot, like you're the five location. feet from a Starbucks or whatever. Right. And I've, and I've never experienced that before, and it's driving me insane. Because really, we cannot get a house here for under 500 We can't get a decent, decent home here mm. for under $500,000. And to me, that's a mansion. <laughs> like to, In my yeah. brain and growing up, that's always been a mansion. And so now I'm like, oh, that's my that's smaller than my than the parents my house that I grew up in, which was in like a normal neighborhood, you know, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, you know, basic, you know, in a development. Uh, I I don't I look around and I think, who are these people? Because if I'm looking at a five hundred thousand dollar house, how the hell did someone save up a hundred thousand dollars for a twenty percent down payment? I thought people weren't good at this. And there's a lot of them. I'm not saying it's like because I live in a special area. I, I've seen this now. I see this all the time. Portland. And when I go to Portland, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And I'm like, who well, are, what do these I, I people do for a living? normal, right? Like, so uh, I think maybe where your parents live in those areas, like, that's like where you typically start, like, you know, your, the your majority life. Of, you get right. a, your home there. Reasonable price uh, in Boulder. I imagine is similar to Hoboken where there's like a lot of business owners or people who have done well for themselves. And so, mm. you know, granted it's like an awesome area. You also are kind of paying, pro, you know, for the proximity to these people. Like there have yeah. been so many people that I met related to listen money matters or, or, or own online businesses that are in Hoboken where we're just like agree to walk to the closest four block away place. Right. You know, versus like if I was, in Central Jersey, I'd have to take a train and yeah. I mean, they they here they call it the Boulder Bubble. It's a it's kind of a well, and so maybe that's what we should talk about, like in and of the conversation, like you know, 
is is it? Well, okay. So I want to. I don't want to be too focused on the location and the price. Yeah. I want to. I kind of want to think. It's an exception to the rule. Yeah, and I, and it's and you know I, again, I'm sort my my brain is sort of torn because I'm so used of thinking of houses being like two fifty, three hundred, even four hundred. Like four hundred thousand dollars was a mansion in South Jersey, and here, I ha I I had to shift my mindset away from. Uh, you're not paying for the house. You're paying for the land. Who cares what's on it? You can get a house built for like $50,000 on a, a $1 million piece of square yeah, piece of property. And, and right? let's be real. Like, I don't care where you are in life. $400,000 yeah. is an enormous amount of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Dude, it's a lot of money. And I'm looking at, well, how the hell are people saving 20%? Mm. 20% is the norm. It's what I've always been told. Now, the house that I bought... In Jersey, the condo that I bought in Jersey, I put zero down, and this was 2000. This was, you know. Well, that was like. <laughs> August of 2008, right? So it was right before the crash. They were giving away, you know, I've talked about this before. They give away these mortgages, but now that's, you kind of can't do that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And, or at least maybe you can, and I just don't know it because we're, you know, sort of at this thing. But I'm just thinking, I know people are in debt. I know the numbers, you know, the national average. Mm. How, where is this 20% coming from? So uh, to, to answer your first question, which yeah. uh, is, is a down payment of 20% really necessary? No. Um, but people are, but and, and so like the, this whole 20% focus is because you don't want to get uh, PMI. Um, right. But, and we talked Private about- Private mortgage insurance, is that what it stands yeah. for? Yeah. And, and so okay. in some cases you could- uh, you know, age out of it over 20%. But for example, if you get an FHA loan, which is like 3.5%, uh, yeah. you you not only pay, pay uh, PMI, uh, the, the P stands for a different thing in PMI for that one, but not only do you pay oh. it for the, the life of the loan, so you literally, after you're over 20%, you're still paying it. You also pay an, a, lump front, uh, a lump sum upfront fee. Uh -huh. so, so it's like really... Super penalties for kind of like making the leap before you can afford it. I mean, that's what I have at my condo. Mm. I have PMI insurance, or I, or I have a you, PMI. You own the place that you're in. Oh no, you mean back home? Back in back in Jersey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the condo that I have, I put zero down. I had a shitty credit score. I had an FHA mortgage, mm. and I think at the time it was like five point eight percent. Now it's down to four. Right, but. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely pay PMI for sure. So um, if you think of like this whole PMI thing, it sucks for the home buyer. And it's actually it actually kind of sucks for the bank because they're not really like getting this per se. Um, and it's certainly... Why does it suck? Why does it suck though? Uh, cause, like, well, first of all, why does it suck for the homeowner? Because it's, it's money that you pay that like literally just goes into the void. It doesn't contribute to anything. So... When you make your oh, I was under. The, I'm sorry, I was under the impression that the PMI was basically my way of paying the down payment over time. No, so that that's your mortgage. Oh. So, like, <laughs> you're paying more interest because you have a lower down payment. So you are you're wasting more money, but you could at least look at you know the interest as the cost of the loan, and it's going towards you owning the house. Got PMI it. is just it's like literally a penalty for buying it's too soon. Extra Interesting. So, so the so the and and the only way to not get PMI is to put down exactly twenty percent or more. Well, and so that's the thing is so uh, it's 
it's not really working in your or the bank's favor when you pay PMI. So um, they they created this new thing, uh, and it is it's called uh, a piggyback loan. And so uh-huh. what happens is you put ten percent down, and that's your first mortgage, and you get a first mortgage on that, and then the bank loans you the second ten percent, essentially at a higher interest rate. So you then have two mortgages, you know, one you could kind of like sprint through because interest rates higher, but you don't have PMI. um, And then the bank gets to collect interest on that. So, so they're happy and you're not paying money for no reason at all. And so you're happy. Wait, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. That's the new thing. Uh, I I think it's like a relatively new. What was that? Do you have to know what you're doing? Like you have to know what that is or, or. I think does your broker know, or I don't know, like who would know? I mean, I I, I think people know, uh, but it's it's basically it's called a piggyback, and it, it like so if you look at it, um, it's like an eighty ten ten. Well, hold on a second. Mm. How does the banks not benefit from the PMI if they're paying you? If they're because it's an you insurance an extra... product. Oh, because so like if you think, but of... I thought insurance companies made a dick ton of money <laughs> well those aren't necessarily the banks and so if you think about it you know you're uh, going to buy a house and um, they're going to appraise it right and they're only going to give you the mortgage if the price is reasonable to yeah. you know whatever yeah but things can happen in in, a, in an area or in the, the economy and if the house price drops dramatically the bank essentially eats that and so pmi is like a, like insurance protection which I, I would imagine would pay out on like a gap or I don't know how it, it works, but it's it's obviously riskier for the bank. It, okay, so what you're telling me now though is now there's this new thing called piggyback loans, which is basically they will loan you, they will loan you the down payment half, the and down they payment. will also give you the yeah. Oh, only half. Well, I mean, it, I, I don't know if it works for any other denomination than like eighty percent is borrowed. Ten percent is down payment. Ten percent is a second down payment. Yeah, mortgage. It's, it's like a, a second a, loan. Well, it's kind of a loan. Yeah, yeah, just a basic loan, like a personal. So loan it's for technically the they're loaning you ninety percent, but they get to charge you a little bit more interest on that second amount. Oh, all right, I, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And like, so if it's short, if it's like a short term issue, you could kind of sprint through the second one, right? Like, yeah. So all right. That is that makes that makes a lot more sense to me, and I and you and now that I know that, really what that means is I don't have to put down twenty percent. I don't have to save up twenty percent. I can really like realistically save up ten percent. And then I would maybe like put a caveat on that. Like realistically, yeah. you probably need to save like twelve to fifteen percent because. Just closing costs and getting appraisals, uh, all that bullshit. That's a lot of money, man. It, it is, it, but that's going to disappear. So that, like, that extra bit, that's super, that's vaporized. How do you do that when you have? So, is it true that nowadays in this economy, whatever you want to call it, buying a house is really just for fucking rich people? Because in a place like Boulder, like so, if you think about the prices, right? So you're yeah. you're belly aching over the down payment, and it's and it's a lot, but that essentially means that you're not competing with use. Like you're like it's out of your price point. You're competing with people who uh, it's more perceived value, 
right? It's not like, uh, well, this is like the cost of the beams and the rug and whatever and the right. land, you know, and there's a house next door that's exactly whatever. In Boulder, it's like, well, the, the view and, I mean, the angle of the, sure. the windows, the angle, it defines course, me yes. as a person. And so the, the prices sure. reflect that. That's, I know. I, I, it's just incredibly difficult for me to see it that way because I just see things as – I see things face value. Mm. You know, if the house is fifty, you know, 5,000 square foot, it should cost more than a house that's 1,200 square foot. It, should, it just should. But that's yeah. not how houses – it's not how property works. Right? I mean, I'm watching uh, this show called Grand Designs on Netflix. Have you ever seen it? No. What is it about? It's a, Briti- it's a British show where they basically follow a couple, mostly couples – uh, for an entire year or two as they build their dream home from scratch. Oh, that's cool. It's a really cool show. And, th- and obviously they, they built, they build these like insane, you know, well-designed, very modern homes. Mm. And now of course I'm watching it. It's British. So it's in pounds. So it's, I have to do the, I have to be on Google and do the math <laughs> when they start naming prices, which is what I do. But you know, they buy a piece of land pretty cheap, you know, mm. maybe hundred thousand dollars or whatever. And then, is that right? Yeah, $100,000. And then they're building a house for, I don't know, some episodes are different. Like, they'll build a house for a million, right? Right. And they'll, they'll pay, you know, the whole house costs, like, maybe $1 million, meaning they bought the land, they got an architect, they got the contractors, they built this house. And it's, like, an insanely... It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm like... Like, you, like so you and your you wife could... could never be in the same room because there's just, like, yes. 100 rooms or... But also just... When you, it's called Grand Designs for a reason because it's they're amazing looking. And I'm like, okay, my brain says that's worth a million dollars, right? That you know the 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 fucking you know twenty million year old rancher on this cul-de-sac in North Boulder like definitely isn't worth one point five, mm-hmm. and it's just because I don't see it in in I don't I never I don't see things in property value. I see things in literal house value, which I think I'm gonna need to switch my mindset i guess if i'm gonna buy a house here but or if i want you know the big ass house for way cheap i can go back to jersey and shut the hell up so so i think for most people you know it's not like that but i think for a place like boulder you have to you have you could love the place but you have to really believe in the The price and just that that it's the real price and but you have to love the land yeah like you have to love the location and, but, you know, I don't know if, like, loving the location means paying – like, I don't know if I could love something so much I'll pay 40% more than it's worth for it. I know. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. at. But when I even when I look at these places that seem you – know, these, these are, you know, nice, normal places. I'm like, where are these people getting this money from? Just in general. Mm-hmm. Drugs. They sell drugs. Is that what it is? <laughs> I knew it. I was – I'm just like, is this everyone – like, I don't know. Uh, but all right, I want to go into this other issue, not an issue, mm. but I, you can mm. tell I'm a little fired up about this cause I've been thinking about this for two or three years now. It's driving me nuts. Uh, but before we do that, we got to take a break. Ah, you're so good at this. I'm snapping cause <laughs> I'm smiling. Uh, let's take a break. Plus I, I haven't taken a sip of my beer for like 10 seconds. Oh, let's do that. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. All right. We're back. <laughs> let's, uh, so I have, a, I have a friend who's a real estate agent in New Jersey, where I'm from. 
south part, not your part, because your part of New Jersey is the expensive part. Yeah, north. And my part of New Jersey is the cheaper part. And I was, I had asked him, I'm like, do all of your customers pay 20%? He's like, no, absolutely not. They're all paying three. Oh, really? I go, oh, wait, you can pay 3% down payment on a house? He's like, yeah. He's like, the banks will take anything. I'm like, uh-oh. Did, did you know that uh, the amount of mortgage debt in the U.S. is now slightly, uh, it's, it's, a, it's pretty much exactly what it was back in 2008. Yeah. At, like at the peak. So we're, we're basically, and uh, I'll put a link to the New York Fed like mm-hmm. thing. They have like this great graph. Um, and look, t- take it for what you will. No. I want to take it for what you will. What I will? Uh, yeah. I, here's here's my here's where here's where I'm. This is the second part of this conversation. Tell me. Okay. That scares me. That 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 number. What he says. Oh, everyone's just paying three percent. Mm. You know, basically, you're people just want houses. People just want to buy a house. Not much and, needs to happen for you to become like unmoored or having serious money issues, right? Like people are buying to their limit. Yeah, but that wasn't the case 10 years ago, mm. right? Well, oh, it, it, actually, right. okay, yeah. I guess 10 years ago because that would Nine. be June in t- 2008. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, no, no, no. Let's do, let's say nine, seven, nine, in eight, nine years seven. ago. Yeah, I mean, okay. after the banks uh, yeah, stopped that put stuff. The kibosh. Yeah, yeah, like only you had to like super convince them that you didn't need a mortgage to get one. Right. Well, this this little tidbit of information, anecdotal, of course, mm-hmm. is getting me. It kind of scares me a little bit, and that's the second part of this um, question that I have is 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 there ever a right quote unquote right time to buy a house? And also, should I be worried that you know it's been ten years and I know the market kind of goes up and down and. Are we? What the hell is going on? And what do you? I kind of want your opinion personally. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I, uh, I we we did an episode maybe like I don't know five six episodes ago. You know before before you're back, yeah. and um and, and not Sorry for so the uncertain terms. I kind of laid out uh, why I think things may be expensive. You know I yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but things look very expensive. And and maybe a little ridiculous, right? And uh, it seems that way to me for sure. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's like uh, you see this place in Boulder or, or wherever you live, and I think um, if you were saving up, right, and it wasn't some, or you, it wasn't urgent, and I think like buying a home generally isn't urgent. If you are in doubt, like it doesn't cost you much to wait. You know, oftentimes, uh, like buying is not really that much better than renting. And I would say Mm. probably more than half the time it's better to rent. Okay. You know, and, and, and I've mentioned this before on the show back in the day, Mm. I was always told that renting is just throwing away your money and buying is what you should absolutely do. Invest in something. Hey, I did that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And look, I and I, so that house in New Jersey, that condo in New Jersey, since I left the show, still paying like a hundred dollars extra a month just to have it. I cannot sell it. It just the the property value keeps going down, and the rent keeps going down, 
and so I uh, it did not it never recovered. I see, and like, it, and a, it will take a long time before it does. Yeah, for sure. Especially if, like I mean, you bought a like ultra peak, which yeah, you know maybe it's peak. getting back to that, and so I'm worried about that. That's what I'm saying. So here's the thing: is um, the the cool thing with money is that uh, like there are there's like an equations for everything. Mm-hmm. Right, and so the the New York Times. That's the cool part about money, <laughs> is that there's equations. Well, I guess like not that I could buy a wave runner or anything else. I don't have to. You don't have to like. Don't take my opinion for it. Like the New York Times sure. actually created this ridiculously awesome calculator uh, that that, uh-huh. that we'll link to in the show notes. That you plug okay. your numbers in, and it'll tell you if you should rent or buy. Like financially, really, yeah, which makes more sense. And so it's it's a easy. Call. What's it ba- What's it base it off of? I mean, I'm not looking it up, but I'm not going to pull it up right now. So, but I could. But what's it? What what is it? What numbers is it asking you to p- type in? It basically uh, would come. Uh, so you know whether it was like the price of the home you're going to buy, the rent that you pay uh-huh. now, and and I mean there's a, a uh-huh. ton of inputs, and it's basically comparing um, what your payments would be, and then you could look over a certain amount of time to see like when or if ever it would pay off, and mm-hmm. to to back to. Uh, you had mentioned something before, and, and I guess with property, I feel like um, appreciation should be viewed as icing on the cake. So yes. you can go into it, you know, and I think that the deal, whether it's a home you live in or rental property, should make sense. And then when it appreciates, you could celebrate, you know, maybe buy a bigger home or whatever. Yeah. But if you bank on it, I think that's when people got into issues in the past. That's when they okay. will now. Here, here, all right. Here's something interesting because that made me think of something. I rent currently. Uh huh. And I could type in all these numbers into this New York Times thing and it'll probably tell me I should rent, right? Um, however, <laughs> I want to paint a wall. I want to build a, a little shed for my outdoor brewery. I want to. What's uh, stopping you? I don't have any yard space here. Oh, so you're saying Basically you have to a, buy a place to get yard space? There, there's no places to rent with yard space. Yeah, but if I rent, then I'm, I'm, but I can't change. I, I like things. I want. I like things I wanna, too. I know, but I want to change beer. things. Here's the thing. No, I know. I, I want to change things. Like even in the house that I'm living in right now, there are things that I would change. So there's this guy, Paul, and I can't that, do that. That I met. Um, and he's like in the New York area and he yeah. lives or and he's he's moving now, but he lived in this like tiny New York apartment that I mm-hmm. mean that pretty much describes every New York City apartment. It's sure. like tiny, sure. old, yeah. whatever. And uh he he's also like a, a great with wood. He's like a woodworker, you know, he uses yeah. like uh design software to essentially model things out. And so like there was uh-huh. like a radiator in a terrible spot and he built what is essentially a bench and made like a, a breakfast nook. So you could like the radiator yeah. became like a seat, you know, or like there was no storage. And so we built the, like essentially a wall unit and you know, nothing like you don't need to buy a $50,000 addendum to your apartment and then leave it there. Cause you could always take it or you could just kind of put something decent in. Let's say you're not good at building things at all. <laughs> Let's say you really don't know how to put two things together. Go, go to Wayfair.com. <laughs> well, I mean, here, look, we're in, a, we're in the house that we're in has no yard space. I want to. Uh, we we can't have a dog mm. here. I want a dog. 
we could absolutely rent a house and where uh, there's a yard but i want to install things i want i want i'm a you know you know me i'm a designer yeah. i want to customize things i want things to be mine so i would say then when you are able slash responsible enough to save the amount, then like it behoove you like by all means do it. Well, I, well, okay. So that said, I, I so I understand that, and which is which is what I'm doing. Mm. I'm, I can still be mad about it, right? And yeah. still do it at the same yes. time. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Outraged. So that's where I am now. <laughs> I'm still I'm still enraged, but then it's also going to happen, and I'm gonna you know get over it. But I am. I look at a home value differently. I, you're right. I don't look at a home value going, oh, I want to get into a home and if it, and for it to appreciate. Mm. I want to get into a home because I want to change it. I want it to be mine, all these other things. So I have a different value system. However, the part that I'm worried about is I'm worried about getting into this home and then the market crashes and my home and and just for my own mindset mm. or my own whatever because you already know what I'm gonna say. I, I just don't want to go. Fuck, you know, like I don't want to have that moment yeah. of like, God, damn, I picked the wrong again <laughs> two times in my life. So, I picked so the wrong time to do this. You should like reflect on all your past money decisions yeah. and well, be like, I'm, I'm probably anytime I want to do it, wait like ten months. You know. <laughs> well, all right. So here I am. Because the thing is, I'm, dude, at, my, it, I'm at your mercy right now. Because I'm like, because even Steph's like, what does Andrew think? Well, I, I almost feel like when we were first started talking, I was just like, don't. I was like, don't do it. Like now, I, I feel like right. now is a bad time. But I, I think like there's like a, a, a as a personal opinion, right? Right. As a as a personal okay. opinion, I don't know. Who, but who, I think there's like an easy litmus test, right? Um, one, like, do you plan to be in this place for a long period of time? Maybe long is like ten plus years. All right. To answer that really quickly, mm. I am at the point, not even in my life, but I am at the the mindset now where you're never moving the house. I want to. I'm. I'm. I'm buying the house. I will die in. Okay. That's that's where I am right now because it's. But that also with that statement comes a lot of holy shit. You better pick the right one. Right. Right. So 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 there's one like so if you're gonna buy the house, you're gonna die in, or you're gonna stay there for a very long time. Then arguably. The price now doesn't matter because you're not looking to sell it, and as and like yeah. as long as you can afford the payment, then it like the payment will it's stay the, the right same one. regardless of the price. Because you you know obviously you'll be angry. Yeah, but you know how like you buy something and, and like you know you buy something at the store and then they issue you a coupon that's like twenty percent off a week later and you're like God damn it if I just waited a week I would have had that. I would have saved twenty percent. You ever had, you know? Yeah, and and, and so that's, I don't really use coupons. It's a bad example in my per- personal thing, but I've. It does that. Like if I would be, it'd be the same as uh, I bought a MacBook or I bought an Apple product. I bought an iPhone, whatever. And then the next week they're like, we're announcing a new iPhone. I'm like, God damn it. I just bought this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that feeling for the rest of my life. Well, look, like you'd never want to buy a Honda Civic for like $100,000, you know, and obviously a house is like a bigger, I, I think you, you, you have rub to... that Honda Civic shit into me, don't you? What? Every time we talk, you're just like, you use a Honda Civic as... <laughs> what, what terms will Matt understand this in? Honda yeah, Civic. Let's use the Honda Yeah, I've owned two. Uh, That's true. I, I, I think that, like, if you feel like it is worth the value, then, like, that's Who it, cares? right? Because, like, if you could afford right. it and you feel like the value is correct... But if you feel like it is expensive or like you're not getting the right amount for your money, 
then I like, dude, we could be three weeks away from a market crash. We could be three years, 30 years away from market crash. It like the only thing that's certain is that it will happen. And if you could wait, you know, then you can get it for 40% off. Yeah. But then what if you wait and it doesn't, or it doesn't happen in the time frame? So like, Again, my question is, and and I look, I'm going to ask these two questions again, rapid fire, and I want you to answer as Andrew, mm. not as someone giving advice to others. Okay, someone that all right, deal. you understand yes, what I'm saying? Yes, deal. All right, is twenty percent really necessary for you? I believe so. To buy a house, yes. I, you think you would you would not buy a house unless you had twenty percent to put I down? I would not. Okay, and. So that means, all right, okay, all right. Uh, ask, ask me why, or I don't know, you know. No, no, so you've bought houses that were, what, $100,000, right? So I bought I bought uh, the cheapest one I've ever bought, I think was like 40-something thousand, and, okay. and I bought right. six, up to 650000 Okay, and the $650,000 house or, or place that you live in, uh, you put down 20%. Yes. And that money came from you selling another house at top market. Well, I mean, the market just continued to go up, you know. Right, but you would would you have would you have had that money hadn't you not done that? Uh, p- probably not. No, I, I wouldn't have been able but to. Could afford. you could you have done that without that? Uh, pro- probably not. I don't think the bank would have let me. So, uh, so like I I, uh, I sold the place for four twenty and had enough uh-huh. savings and stuff, or I'd built enough equity that I ro- essentially rolled it into something that was six fifty. Okay, so that you had a little bit. But okay. But but if we didn't, if we if our place didn't appreciate that much, maybe the highest it would have been on a punch would have been like five hundred or or not even. Just from starting from scratch, or, or just have from what I had had. If if we didn't get so lucky, or or, or okay, you know, yeah. Uh, but but so twenty percent is like you don't buy. You rather I, you I rather couldn't win. imagine me not making that decision. I think that would be irresponsible. Yeah, that for yeah, that's how that's what I think. Financially irresponsible. Yes. Okay. I, I see it all as an optimization problem. Like money is a tool and my goal uh-huh. is to, you know, make more, lose less. So, you know. Uh-huh. All right. Second question. Hmm. Would you buy a house in the next, by the, by, in, in, in 2018? No. Okay. I, I, we, have desperately wanted to buy rental properties and in areas that are nothing like Hoboken, you know, sure. they're much more reasonably priced yet. Uh, uh-huh. The prices are such the deals don't make sense to us. We have our rules okay. for a deal and we've gotten deals like that. Um, it doesn't make sense to us right now. Okay. And you feel that way because prices are higher and are a little bit, you feel like the price, the values their uh, houses are overvalued right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. There's uh, I, and I'm obviously I have a twisted view because I get a lot of emails from people who want to advertise on the show, and I know all the mm-hmm. companies that there is a lot of fix and flips going on, and there are a lot of companies that have been created essentially to help fund these things. You know, what do you mean? Like, like- uh, so you, Matt Givanisi. Uh, want yeah. to fix this house up and flip it, you can, uh-huh. a la Lending Club style, get a loan crowdfunded by people like me. Really? Yeah. 
that will wait not through lending club but through through, a, through like whether company. it's like something like InstaLend and there's like how there's okay I mean look we could like enumerate the million platforms that that will do this. all right but but they're not specifically for buying and flipping houses so some of them are actually I would say oh, I, n- you will never get crowdfunding for your personal home <laughs> all right okay got it <laughs> yeah so what's the oh that was it I mean I I guess what I'm saying is like from from what I see um I I think that it's a little ridiculous. Um, I think that people uh, are wanting a lot. And to me, um, that, that that's not like sound decision making. So are we at a point now in your belief system that uh, it's not a good time to buy a house now, but there will be soon? I, I think so. And, and Laura and okay. I are... are Saving for that. So, so, oh, you're, you, so you're currently saving money to buy your next, uh, rental property or, or, or upgrade the house you're in now. I, I we, we haven't we really know. made a decision on what we do, but we do this episode on opportunity fund and we're, we've been yeah. building one. All right. Then let me, let me, all right. I'm going to, I think I want to end it on this question. Yeah. If that's okay with yeah. you. All right. How, how are you, let's say, uh, you know what? Actually be me. Uh, Okay, you know me. Yeah, it's just me. Just me. Right. Okay. Not not me and Steph. Just just me. Um, I want to buy a house soon. Maybe not in the next year. Maybe two years, mm-hmm. depending on who knows. On the you know, I should wait till the mar- you you think there's going to be a recession, right? You 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 I think you feel or like at least be a, a correction, a correction, mm-hmm. a draw, a little bit of a dip, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, let's say I wait till that perfect time. Okay, which there is no perfect time, but let's say I wait. Uh-huh. In your mind. So meanwhile, I have a year or two to save for a, a down payment. Right. Uh, what would you suggest? What would give me what you would suggest that I do knowing who I am? You mean uh, with your money during the, those two years of time? Yes, or? correct. Well, like, so you and you, so you mentioned you and Laura are, are starting a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, opportunity yeah. fund. Okay. Which, in my case, it would be just titled like a home house fund. fund. Yeah, yeah, home fund. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I guess my questions are like, how much should I be putting away a month? Okay. How so, much? So I got, should I, I got should, where should I be putting yeah. it? All these things. Yeah. Okay. I have I have some ideas in my head, but I kind of want to hear what you think. So if say say uh, you know, ideally you wanted to buy something that was six fifty and you needed you know X okay. amount of money, you know. I think that you could fifty thousand fifty hundred fifty thousand so hundred fifty thousand you can yeah. back out of that number and figure out what you need to save a month so that, sure. that that's your answer there right right let's assume yeah but that's a lot right it, it, yeah it's a lot Depending so perhaps that changes yeah. your your goal maybe um, but uh, normally I would say if it's short term like two years uh, you shouldn't put it in the market for all of the umpteenth reasons um, uh-huh. and then it maybe add on top that. If you and you should make the decision on your own, I, I think there might be a correction. But if you believe that, then it would certainly behoove you to not have it in the market because if you saved to yes. one fifty and then it was ten percent less, that's not enough. Yeah. If it was forty percent yeah. less, that's certainly not enough. So high yield savings, yes. Yeah. Okay, and just I guess you're at this point where you're like sock away as much as you can every month. You know, and and it sucks because uh, I don't want to be a doomsayer and I'm not like we of course we have plenty of investments and, and basically what we've done is uh, we've 
extremely limited the amount that we're contributing going forward to investments, yeah. although we still are. Because um, you believe in that, like, the market dips, dollar cross average, and, and I don't know that, when it's going to happen. And I guess I also sure. believe that the times that I bought, I made a decision to buy, um, and I respect that decision based on whatever. So, yep. you know, that that's locked in. It's not ever mm-hmm. going to change unless if it's some insane emergency I couldn't, you know, fathom. So, right. you know, perhaps you'd invest less and hold more cash. Okay. But but keep everything is as it is. Especially if you're if you're doing something in the short term. I mean, that just makes sense in general, right? right. You know, if you're uh, yeah, cuz I could put I mean, it doesn't matter what part of it could be, you know, we let's say we do have a recession and we're back, you know, a year later and I start putting away money into my uh you know betterment or some sort of brokerage account to buy a house in six months and then i don't know we have another recession and we didn't you know it could it doesn't happen you could never know often but it could yeah you can never know right okay so and you're just saying like do you guys have a certain how do you guys do like that you guys do a percentage or you just like whatever's extra opportunity fund at the end of every month so i would say right i mean we don't have a specific percentage in mind. It's about 10% yeah. of, of our wealth right now is kind of waiting in the wings. Cool. Um, and, and I think it's it's maybe not as much a factor of percentage, but how much. So say there was a huge opportunity. You know, the market crashes because something, I don't know, something happens. And right. now. Oh, I know what, I know what you mean by opportunity. Like, you love, sure. like, for example, we really want to buy Amazon, but we're waiting for it to uh, perhaps the price to be. Altered. You, you mean the stock? Yes. Because I, I think he's worth like a lot of money. And I don't know if you could buy the entire company. No, no, no. We, we want to buy the smallest, smallest percentage. And so like sure. the way we're kind of looking at it is like, you know, maybe we would want to buy a rental property too. And so what do we yeah. need to execute on these things? And there's no need to save an enormous amount if we're not going to do anything with it anyways. So mm-hmm. we have a few goals and it's really just to kind of accomplish them. All right, interesting. Uh, did we answer? I think we answered those questions that we were trying to answer this this episode. I, th- I think so. Uh, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but <laughs> I just <laughs> I I think it. I, all right, so if I'm being honest, uh, I should be. I, I'm going to start looking at my monthly income. Uh, I obviously like you. My monthly income varies, mm. but. Uh, it, you know, I could do some simple math and space it out over the year say, and go, say, okay, yeah, well, yearly goals or something, yearly goals. Mm-hmm. Right. And start socking away some money into my high yield savings account, which for me, I use ally because I'm not allowed to use capital one three sixty Cause I'm black. Cause you're an listed. asshole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and people uh, ask me about that. They're like, are you still black? I'm like, yep. Man. I try every year. I try every year. The only one uh, I know who's been blackballed from a bank. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we won't take your money. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, so I can just start, I don't know. I'll figure out some sort of percentage, I guess, or some at least like extra, whatever's, you know, you, you really pay yourself first, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of on that. That's yeah. kind of what you do. You pay, you do that. You're actually, you're actually do, uh, socking away money from into your opportunity fund before, all the rest of the shit gets paid, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what I would say is like, you just kind of 
keep an eye on the homes that you think are interesting, see what deals are selling for, like kind of just watch around and who knows. But you're into that shit, right? You like that. Yeah, you like going but dude, on. But dude, like if you want to buy a home, you're you're kind of on Zillow all the time. You just look, you know. Dude, but can you not be? Like, is there a way to, because I'm not interested in any of that stuff. Like I, my friend Travis, who you know. But how do you yeah. know when the really great home that is exactly everything you want to be, that's for the right price? But what if I'm not ready? That's the thing. Like, I don't want to do it right now because what if I'm not okay, – what if I don't so, have 20%? So if you're not ready, then it's not – but, you know, maybe worth just then I'll make a Because then I'll make a yourself. dumb decision, right? Huh? I'm just saying that that's, that's when I'll make the stupid decision because I'll be on Zillow one morning Fair. on the toilet. Yes. And, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, this house is perfect. It's got a TV on the – built into the wall. There's a fish tank. And, you know, the paint color is exactly what I want because you're looking at all those dumb things that don't matter. Mm. And you're like, I need to buy this house. It's so great. Babe, let's do it. She's like, uh. And you're like, fuck it. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and you have like $25,000, but the house is seven hundred. And you're like, let's do it. And then in your, then, and then the market crashes the following year and everything's ruined and your life is over. I, th- I think you described 2008 in a nutshell. I did. Especially with I the- described my entire life. Yeah. I described, <laughs> yeah. Just without. Uh, you don't need a deja vu moment. No. So, okay. Sorry. Let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, anything else you want to add before we go? No, I'm good. All right. If you missed anything, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we'll have everything in the show notes. You're going to post those graphs in that calculator from New York Times or whatever. Mm, yep. I'm going to look at that. Uh, so you can either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. I hate saying slash show. You were the decider of that. I know I was. Yeah. Dumbass. It's a, it's a, no, there was a there was a reason I didn't use podcast because I think the feed was called that or I don't know. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Also, what if this is what if podcasting went away? That's true. You know, be. and it's like it's still a show. Yeah. No matter what is a show. Yeah. Uh and speaking of shows, please subscribe wherever you normally listen to shows or podcasts. And Please tell your friends about us. We, we mention that at the end of every show, but point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber, too, and you guys can talk about all the things that we discussed in the show and uh, rib each other just like Andrew and I do and uh, keep each other accountable. Yeah. That's always a good thing. We never really talked about that. That's true. Like having a financial buddy, like when you, you go swimming, like when you're in camp and you have like that buddy. Make that, sure your like, friend doesn't drown. The buddy system. Yeah. You should have a buddy system. For you, sh- you don't. You should. Yeah. If you don't have a financial buddy, yeah, that's that's kind of bad. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing now with business. We're business buddies. That's true. <laughs> this sounds a little sexual. I don't know why, but anyway, if you have any questions uh, or topics you like to talk about, you like us to talk about on this show, please email us. Listen, money matters at gmail You know it well. All the tools and resources we normally mention on the show, and uh, which we did mention on the show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So uh, that's it, man. We've, uh, we've we've sort of covered. How do you feel? Good. Especially after drinking a lot of this Rogue. It's Dude, how do you t- feel? Like it's 8%, 8 point whatever? Yeah, I, f- I feel rising up. What do you want to do next? Record another one. Cocktail. Yeah. Woo. All right, later, Andrew. Thank you. Please tell your friends about this show.